Welcome to Far North Toast. This is episode 134, April 21st, 2019, with your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. Happy Easter. This was a nice day to recover from yesterday, I'm sure. 4-20-2019. Had a great time over at Yeti's place. Quieting down, six o'clock at the Dabbing Cabin. What's going on, Dough Boy? It ain't quieting down. It's not quieting down. Hello. How are you? Made me think. No private property. Completely fine to be consuming. There were a bunch of places around town. No retail stores. That were doing their thing, having the bands, having the food trucks, having sales, can't consume. We're going to get there. We're going to get there, Alaska. Not yet. Today, we're just going to listen back to last week's city council meeting and hear the reefer madness crowd. They're the ones that are trying to take away on-site consumption, cannabis in general. Be happy if it was gone. Too far gone. Out of the box. You cannot get it back. Let's give thanks to the idea that we have legal cannabis. We have cannabis in general. Sit back and just listen to the craziness. I'm going to be joining you. I'm going to be toking on some Mylock. Good buddy Thomas Black gave me some choice nugs over the 420 weekend I was enjoying. Thanks to token sponsors, AK Canna Ed. Green Dreams, Cultivation, and Frizzin Farms. Remember, these are just citizens talking. They have a right to speak, but know that this voice is out there. If these people are talking, there's a this tip of the iceberg. For now, it's legal. And Vivian Stiver is not on the board. <laughs> Let's listen to this reefer manuscript. Let's go. I guess let's get to grinding while we're waiting, huh? Thank you, Thomas. Let's put a little nugget here. Now what we're going to do, this is Fairbanks City Council. We'll hear the ordinance brought up and then, you know, we're not going to hear the pros. Just gonna listen to the reefer madness. We are now at item D of unfinished business ordinance number 6101, an ordinance amending FGC section 14 213 restrictions on marijuana establishments to allow on site consumption in accordance with state law. Introduced by Council Members Kuhn and Otterston. This is second reading and public hearing. Here we go.
Chena Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway, between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit. You're going to love this place. Convenient access right off the highway. Special in-house strains, fine flower strains, chocolate, sourdough, blue kush, big smooth, purple OG kush, fruity pebbles, mmm, concentrates by good cannabis, good titrations, edibles by AK Frost, and the good cannabis gummies. Head on over to Chena Cannabis. Check out the full menu on leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday, noon till 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis, your North Pole cannabis dispensary. Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. I'm not a fan of marijuana, but I am a fan of this ordinance because I don't think that it is the government's responsibility to dictate what other people should do. I heard the argument of the quote in Titus. I can't remember which letter he wrote, but Paul also wrote, don't turn to the government to solve your problems, solve your own problems. What he was getting at was that the scripture is written for you. When I read it, it's written for me. When you read it, it's written for you, but it's, when you read it, it's not written for me. And that's a very important principle for us to keep in mind. This doesn't, the public consumption is still against state law. It doesn't change that. This requires Beautiful. the approval of the board, the Marijuana Alcohol Control Board. It's not a Wild West situation. I think I, I buy into the argument that we haven't seen problems because marijuana was made more available. Uh, I, I haven't noticed them. I haven't heard a lot in the newspaper about it. I don't think it's caused much of a problem. I think they're being very responsible, trying to, trying to be very responsible about that. And really the biggest reason is that I'm working on this uh, air quality thing. And we have the government telling us about our air quality, who has the right to do this and who has the right to do that. And that has caused nothing but problems in this community. It's been a very expensive <clears throat> endeavor, and it's very difficult because we have people depending on the government to do things like we can't, we can't use ESPs because they're not proven. Well, that's silly. In the same way that police officers are saying we don't have a way to figure out if you're using marijuana except it should only be determined by behavior. And if you're acting goofy and irresponsibly, then that's whether it's marijuana or not, it doesn't matter. So there's a lot of arguments that uh, really aren't supported by the evidence from a public policy perspective. And there is evidence of the government getting in the way of people interacting with each other to control each other's behavior on a personal level, to, to get together. If I don't like marijuana, I need to talk to her and convince her or if she doesn't like it, she needs to get together and talk to me. But neither of us need to go to you to talk to each other. That's silly. So we should just let them regulate themselves. So far, they have been doing a very good job, and I do support this ordinance. Thank you, Mike. No victim, no crime. We've been doing fine. Again, Mike Prax doesn't like government telling us what to do.
If you've got a problem with your neighbor, talk to your neighbor. Don't use government. Smoking in public places will be dangerous to, to all, all people. Uh, people get uh, feeling at peace, hurting eases, and aches and pains go away. Sounds good. It, it, and like alcohol, resting in a chair in a public place, you might put your head on the table or sit sit outside on the ground or lay on the road or get, you get so far gone you don't move, and then someone has to move you, uh, and sometimes you can't talk or you you can't tell them where you live. So either like many uh, people said. Detox has to come, but detox didn't used to care take anybody except alcoholics. And if you can't tell them if you're what you're taking, uh, they're not going to know what to do. So they'll call the police, and the police uh, have to take them somewhere. So they'll they'll be just you have to get a place where you put people sh- that don't know where they're going. Cannabis. And and they they will lay around anywhere under tables uh, in public hallways, so it will just take more community resources because they will get in your hallway. Sounds like siesta. If you leave your front porch open, they will get and sleep on your floor. And it ambulances or the community bus will not know where to take you. And and they have to lift you, so somebody has to be la- lifting you. Uh, they will be laying anywhere, uh, uh, and we don't know how much will be dangerous to take because when you're taking a mind-altering drug, you don't know when to stop. So we don't know what how far you can go taking drugs, or even if you mix alcohol and drugs. And kids will pick up uh, butts and try them, and, and they're they're putting them in brownies and cookies and cakes. So, so we don't know what we're getting at any time. We may get something, and we will take it ourselves because we don't know. And it's causing pollution. Whew. That lady just went on and on, didn't she? Drugs. It's about the drugs. Oh, people. Mm. She shouldn't brought her up there. Uh, two uh, years ago and before that, uh, I was with the group uh, Safe Neighborhoods Fairbanks. Maybe you remember it. And uh, we, oh, we got creamed in the, uh, in the voting. It was uh, 70-30. People want That's their right. drugs. They, they want their uh, pot. But what's interesting is at the <laughs> fair and the Nolween Library and just generally around, uh, we, when we did all the uh, petition signing to get it on the ballot, um, the pro-pot people pretty much said uniformly, pretty much, this is just for us to buy, take home, basically get buzzed. Who are you talking and, uh, to? No, no, on-site consumption. No, that, that, it's like going to a liquor store and drinking in front of the counter. It, no, uh. not, not doing that. But, you know, it's just kind of part of this Have progression. You, heard of a bar? you know, a it bar. used to be one ounce for personal use. And then, you know, we, we did legalize uh, growing, manufacturing, retail sales. And now they have a pot soda and 
cookies and pots out. Uh, the whole whole thing there. Um, but there's no field test for people getting buzzed on site. Uh, they're under the influence. There's no way in court to scientifically uh, verify like Mike it. Prax yet. said earlier, happen, you go over the line, you're impaired. There's basically um, no moral standards going on that uh, would you know slow this down. And the tax revenue, everybody says, is really attractive. Since uh, Fairbanks demand their drugs, um, so be it. So I just have a suggestion. Um, damn the family values. Throw it out the window. Let's do this. Let's just make this a pop uh, pot capital of Fairbanks. Let's let's go ahead and right. uh, cash in and solve our money problems by uh, giving uh, businesses that start up, giving them a tax break, no no taxes for a year or two. Yeah, uh, let's that. quadruple our output and sell it to the world. I mean, you know, yes. it's kind of a sliding scale, and uh, it's on-site consumption is part world. of it. As a wrestling coach, I'm I'm all in for the youth, and I just don't see how this is uh, good for our youth, immersing them in this culture. Well, legal access. Right? It's always about the kids. Sell it to the world. What is this guy talking about? He's just trying to bring in more propaganda. He's trying to go that sarcastic route. I agree with all of it. Let's make Fairbanks the capital. Let's sell it to the world. Sodas. Candies. Sounds great. On the risk of knowing that I love me soon be gone. We can work it out. We can work it out. Who's next? Lance Roberts. So I guess I should first uh, answer what's been brought up that Ooh, you're not going to make any extra tax money from this because people are going to buy all the marijuana they can buy. It's just where they smoke it um, and eat it is what's going to come out of this. Smoke at home, no and tax money. That, of course, is smoke the real crux retail of the establishment. You know, with alcohol, you have a make range money. of moderation. Someone can drop by a bar on the way home and get one beer or something. It depends on body weight and everyone's different. <clears throat> but there's a certain amount that you're just relaxed and you haven't reached the state of impairment. With mind-altering I bet drugs, if he takes one talk, all of them, compared to you're 10, going to be impaired. You know, I just had this different. happen to me where uh, no I just range. had a medical procedure and I was on anesthesia and I got off it. And I felt I ate a bunch when I came off. They were really surprised. I was ready to go. I could drive. No problem. He's tough. But the doctor wasn't excited about that. My wife, the nurse, wasn't excited about that. <laughs> they said 24 hours, don't drive. His wife? Where's his All wife right? coming and, from? Um, I haven't heard that in a while. There's just cautions that have to be taken. One of the problems, of course, one of the other differences between um, the marijuana and alcohol is that a lot of it's smoked. And so you can't have a designated driver in a smoking facility. That doesn't People work. Can come pick you, you know, up. I was really happy that this council supported smoke-free Alaska. And that they um, said no to on-site consumption. And those two positions, on-site consumption and smoke-free, are in direct opposition to each other. You know, that smoke gets everywhere smoke and free everyone's was going for to be affected by it. So you're not going to have designated drivers the same way. What are they going to have a separate room? Designated, designated drivers aren't just going to go so they can sit in a separate room. That's not why people people go to bars. They go as a designated driver so they can hang out with the group and Talking drink their bars? grape juice and be the good guy that night. 
So you're just going to have more problems. Um, Colorado has shown a huge market increase in DUIs. Washington State, the stats are out there. You can find them. Um, that's not what we need in this town is more of that. You know, I'm sure all of us in this room know somebody who's died from a DUI. You know, that's the impact it's had on Fairbanks. And we don't need more drugged drivers on the road. So please remember that. Remember, you're not going to make any extra money off this. This doesn't provide you with money. It just changes the venue and the police are just going to do a lot more work. It's already happening. Right? People are driving around. If you make on-site consumption, it's not going to change the fact that people are driving. You can't punish before it happens. Start enforcing. I'm here uh, today to encourage you to vote against Ordinance 6101. Um, the Fairbanks Daily News Miner the other day gave a great news article on this, which I hope you all read. I, with the chief of police and lieutenant, uh, do not believe that this gets us anywhere as a community. Furthermore, instead well, no, of going no, you, forward, I wonder this, how the new th- chief this feels. move, if this was passed, will pull us backwards as it hinders public safety, employee safety, increases crime much more. <sighs> the chief of police uh, adequately explained the other day that we don't have the resources to cope with being a test case paving the way for the rest of the nation. Marijuana is not like alcohol. You can't have a designated driver in a with smoke, like you could at an alcoholic facility. True. Therefore, this will require the use of taxis or a rideshare mechanism to be set up by the one using marijuana. Sadly, many may not seek to use this or procure this course of action, or may be unable to do so due to their impaired thinking after using marijuana. And this, them doing this will result in increased injury and death due to impaired individuals driving without designated drivers. Additionally, we heard from Dupi, Interior Alaska certified drug expert, that it can take hours for uh, to get the blood drawn from when the officer originally pulls over the suspected impaired individual. Moreover, our police officers are required to obtain a search warrant before they can draw blood. What? They're required to obtain a search warrant? By the time the blood is tested, the marijuana is already reduced to a level where there is no more active ingredient to identify. Furthermore, as others have said, there's no nationally recognized standard for a limit of marijuana. So even if the officers were able to identify the level that was in someone, uh, how do they know if they're going to be able to apply DUI? Shouldn't they wait until they can figure Let it out? Jury Furthermore, I spoke with a friend of mine just recently that was not able to be here, but he called me to ask me to say this for him. Thank you. That due to um, that, they live right next to one of these establishments, and they told told me that they were frustrated when their multiple appeals to when originally they were trying to set up the establishment were ignored. The marijuana control board overrode all their appeals and established the facility. So I wanted to know, if this ordinance passed, can people appeal to have the particular facility next to them not become one of these on-site consumption? 
Yes, they can. That's part of it. Conditional use permits. They'll invite all the people that live next to it. Everyone can come to a public hearing. Say your piece. Let the government decide whether it's a good place or not. Don't be so afraid. And Far North Tokers would like to thank Good Cannabis for sponsoring the podcast. Friday and Saturday, 10 to 11. Sunday through Thursday, 10 to 10. 356 Old Steese Highway, Fairbanks, Alaska. 907-452-5463. Good Cannabis. Here's Token. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Looking to list or searching for your perfect property? Well, contact Matt Wade at Century 21 Gold Rush, community member for over 20 years, helping you through the real estate buying and selling process. Matt Wade, C21 at gmail.com. M A T W A D E C21 at gmail.com. 907 978 Helping you through the process. Matt Wade, Century 21 Gold Rush. Christine Robbins. Thank you for this opportunity to speak. I would like to address my concerns about on-site consumption of marijuana and state that I'm absolutely against Ordinance 6101. This is a community safety issue, which makes this ordinance particularly dangerous. If someone is pulled over because they are driving erratically or illegally, there is no roadside testing that can be done here in Alaska for marijuana. Saliva testing is being developed, but it's not available here, and it's not conclusive enough. The men and women who patrol our streets know this better than anyone. I hope that you listen to them. If the officer suspects that marijuana is involved, it would take him about six hours of his time to establish that marijuana was involved. No level of marijuana is allowed in Alaska while driving currently still in the statutes. If he sees that alcohol is involved, then he will only test for that and not factor in for any other substance in the arrest. And there is no survey being conducted on marijuana statistics, none, and how it's affecting us. I'm concerned also for the users in these marijuana establishments. Currently, there's no established level of intoxication. It's not like alcohol, where only the user is affected and they mm. can have a designated driver beside them. Marijuana they speak smoke of what affects they do not everyone know. around it. How will they get home safely? And is this another burden that would be placed on the taxpayers? Given the hours of these establishments, it's certain that we will see a rise in crime. You know, certain. true liberality is not the freedom to do what you want. It's the freedom to do what's right what doesn't cause harm to others. This includes alcohol, as well as any harming substance. Liberty is the freedom to do what's right, she says. Who determines what is right? 
Do we let these people determine? Do we determine? Do you determine for yourself? If you hurt someone, that's when the problem happens. That's when your freedom stops. Alex Jaffrey. Now, what I see in this ordinance is a massive amount of hypocrisy. The family diner, the Legion Hall, and many other places that allowed cigarette consumption in a designated area, including the roundup of the smoking room, were stopped from doing this by a law passed by Pete Machek, who's been trying to pass it for years. Why should we allow something that, unlike cigarette smoke, intoxicates you? Let's say I pulled out one of my Winstons and lit it up. The worst thing you're going to get in this area with the open windows is the smell and maybe... Maybe he lost this tobacco. S- slight ill effects. But if someone were to light I can't have joint, it, so you, you can't have it. For example, if someone who's never had a drink of alcohol in their life does 21 shots at the bar, what do you think is going to happen to them? They're going to get shots? sick is what's going to happen to them, and they're going to vomit. They're going to have a hangover from Hades the next day. I think I can say that a few people here, myself included, have never been near this stuff and never want to go near it, and shots. therefore would have no tolerance to it. If you allow outdoor consumption, what happens is if I'm driving back from St. John's Baptist Church, on a, a Sunday, I roll the window down, and I'm smoking a cigar. Is that smoke is going to come in if I stop? Which you have to, because there's a stop sign right there. If that smoke gets to me, I'm allergic. That sh- that could put me in the hospital. Like maybe wind up having an accident because I'm vomiting. And I'm not the only person I know who's allergic to this stuff. If you're going to legalize on-site consumption of it, which I pray you don't, you need to think of the danger you're putting the society in and the hypocrisy with which you are treating tobacco use. Before you vote on this, ask yourself this. Is it right I can't to have endanger it. this whole you city for the good of a few, the supposed good of a few, and really, if you look at it, it's still going to hurt them as well. What happens if someone Tell has a pot cookie and they're stupid enough to drive? They're going to get into an accident one, one way or another down the road. It may not happen that time, but it will happen. Remember what the church teaches about intoxicants. You can drink alcohol, but not to the point of drunkenness. The point is you can't moderate pot like alcohol. I could have a cigarette, a glass of wine, and go to bed, no problem. But if you have a joint, boom, instant intoxication. Is it fair for our veterans of the Legion Hall who died for this country, who were maimed for this country, who saw their friends' faces turn into hamburger, that they can't even light up a cigarette in a bar they've been going to for, some of them, 30-plus years? It's very sad for me, this man. Veterans want to consume cannabis. Veterans want to consume tobacco. Just because you lose one right, don't take another one down with it. You don't get more freedom by taking others away. When are people going to understand this? Let's fight for everyone's freedom. Fight for liberty. My name is Mark Swifel. There's been a lot of stuff said on, on both sides. I, I'm opposed to this ordinance uh, for many reasons. One is I, I heard just a few minutes ago from Mayor Matherly mentioned the manpower issue with the police force and not enough people to, to manpower. Uh, Officer Chief Jukes also made mention of that. I guess I would ask the city council to ask the question. If you're making a decision on what's best for our city, you ask those in our city 
who are best prepared to give you the answer on if it's going to be good. Guano Police Force, Officer Jukes, Officer Dupey. Officer Dupey's a personal friend of mine. I have a five-year-old son. And I've taught him to go up and look at Officer Dukes in the face and and shake him in the hands and say, thank you, sir, for serving our city. Uh, I've taught all of my kids. I have five children. I teach them a respect for authority. Respect my I dropped my son off today at the child care uh, on base and with, with some friends that uh, in his child care. And I said, honey, I love you. I said, be sure to listen to Miss Brenda. She is your authority today. That's how we teach our culture and our society to be healthy and effective. Respect, you teach them respect for authority. And when the authority in our city says, this is not good. I, in fact, I quote Chief Juke says, as far as I know, throughout the nation, there's no road that's been paved to do this. And I don't believe Fairbanks has the resources and his position to pave that road. Are we ready to pave a road to online con- or in, in-house consumption? You know, I can, I can go to uh, alcohol liquor stores and buy alcohol and liquor, but I cannot consume it there. No, you do when, it at When the marijuana places were established, they were established to store. sell. Selling and serving are two separate places and two separate exactly. issues. That's what we're asking for, to be and regulated. I would, I would strongly ask you to consider as you make a decision tonight to think about, we teach our kids, and I, 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 I'm assume that those around the city council here all taught your kids to listen to the authorities, to, to honor and respect those that have the right. And I believe our public servants you in our told? city- our first responders deserve the right and privilege to be respected. When they say it's not a good thing, I think we should listen and realize it's not a good thing. You are free to do as we tell you. You are free to do as we tell you. You are free to do as we tell you. You are free to do as we tell you. would like to share something. Um, about four years ago, I was selected for a federal grand jury, and that means that they flew me to Anchorage for 18 months. We heard between an average of 18 to 20 cases every month. Um, and in, that, in those cases, probably almost half of them were about drugs and guns and drugs and guns and drugs and guns. We got really tired of hearing that because there's a lot of things that the police will not tell you in the newspaper, the article that you see written up in there. Um, There's many things that are not in there that you hear. um, Secrets? For whatever reason. So there's many things you don't know um, about that. But most of the crime, when Hmm. I was on there... Um, probably two-thirds of it happened in the Anchorage area. I would like mm. to keep that crime down in Anchorage and not have it up here in Fairbanks. Um, so I do not want to have on-site consumption. Oh. Um, I do not want to encourage any more problems. Or on-site any, consumption um, equals crime? More reason no. to have any more people consuming than otherwise could be. But um, I do So if you don't have access, she doesn't want to give it to you. Seriously, a police officer, we have cut four policemen. I live in the city. I don't like that. Um, I want them out there because they do a good job for us. 
and they're the ones that are the front runners that know what's going on. They know many things they're not telling you. They can't tell you or uh, for whatever reason. Um, but because the police officers in this town are saying that it's not a good thing, I say we should listen to them and we should vote against this ordinance. <laughs> Dab Lab AK, winner of Cannabis Classic 2017, Alaska's best glass shop. And there's no doubt as to why. High quality American made glass, none of this cheap import stuff. With the best CBD and accessories available on the market, all in a comfortable, professional setting at competitive prices. Support local, College Road, Fairbanks. I'm going to let my buddy Alaska Red tell you. For the highest quality glass that you're going to find in Alaska, head on down to my buddy's shop, Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road. That's Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road, Fairbanks, Alaska. 10 to 9, Sunday through Thursday, open till 11, Friday to Saturday. For all your cannabis accessory needs, Dab Lab AK. Backtrack provided by Alaska Red, Lyrical Sticker. Okay, we are we are back in session to uh, debate. Thank you to the public for the public comments. Now we're back to debate from the council. Uh, I'll start with Ms. Therian since she asked uh, Mr. Wellborn to join us. So, uh, Ms. Therian. Thank you, Officer Wellborn. Um, my question is pretty simple. Has there been an increase in DUIs related to the use of uh, or the sale of marijuana in the city since 2016? Um, you know, to be fair to the issue tonight, and, and I know a lot of the industry people are here representing, so um, we have had an increase. It would take me a little bit more research to give you uh, um, a better answer on that. Um, I can tell you just by numbers alone, the last few years, um, 2016, we had 182 DUI arrest. Uh, 2017, we had 202. And this past year, we had 282. So there has been a, uh, an increase. And that's calendar year? Yes. Do you, do you know what's caused the 282? That's a 102 years increase. Correct. Um, th there's a lot of variables that can, can lead into that. Um, anytime you make a DUI arrest, um, I would say predominantly they are alcohol-related. Um, but I can tell you also, um, and most officers will tell you with any given time on the road, um, you know, I've arrested hundreds and hundreds of DUIs myself throughout the years. When you arrest someone um, with an alcohol in their system and they blow on the data master and we get that breath alcohol limit, um, the process stops at that point. There may be drug involvement and we question them about that. Um, and that's noted in our report, but we don't necessarily give a drug test at that point. We're merely relying on that breath alcohol level. Um. In the, in the DUIs that we've had between 2016 and 2018, have any of them just been um, drug-related? Um, absolutely, but I can't give you a, a definite number without doing uh, research on, on, on each one of them. So when we get a DUI, we, we classify it as a DUI, again, meaning that it could be alcohol, could be drugs, or it could be a combination of alcohol and drugs. Uh, the only way to know that, because we know them all as just a straight DUI, would be to go through each individual report and see what uh, the information says. And one more question, if I may. Sure. Um, have there been any um, 
um, criminal complaints about any of the marijuana establishments that have been selling marijuana? Um, you know, I, I would say that um, at the onset, I remember that uh, we had a few contacts with some of the retail stores. Um, but for the most part, I think we've had, I wouldn't say we've reached out and developed any real partnerships for the most part, but I can say that we haven't really had any issues with them either. Okay. Thank you. As long as we have Deputy Chief Wellboard up here, uh, any other council members? Um, we're going to talk amongst ourselves. Any questions for him? Ms. Kuhn. Um, I have a question you may or may not be able to help me um, understand. Were you, you've been with the force, and thank you for being here, sorry. Absolutely. Uh, you've been with the force for a really long time, yeah, at least I think as long as I've lived here. Um, looking in Chapter 17, the, uh, dot 38, the regulation of marijuana, um, it reads Section 17.38.010. The purpose and findings are in the interest of allowing law enforcement to focus on violent and property crimes and to enhance individual freedom the people of the state of Alaska find and declare that the use of marijuana should be legal for persons 21 years of age or older. So in your time with the force, were you ever instructed to focus on, as stated in here, violent and property crimes versus cannabis marijuana? Um, I can tell you that I've dealt with people, obviously, through, uh, you know, uh, over the course of 26 years, you're going to deal with people who are, you know, violent in nature. Um, and that does include uh, alcohol and drugs. Um, I can't sit here and tell you any one given uh, incident, um, but there have been several that I've dealt with, as, as have the other officers. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Coon. Any other questions for Deputy Chief Wellborn? Thank you, Dan. All right, council? Discussion? Who wants to start the discussion? Well, Chief Jinx report. All right, we're starting the discussion, Ms. Coon, and we'll just go around and... Well, or we can vote, whatever you want to do. No, I'm just joking. Go ahead. I'm like, well. Well, let me, um, I, the reason I volunteered to start is because I authored this. Um, I authored this because of streamlining city with state. And also, um, in today's daily news, mine are making note that Mayor Ward has actually um, not really, I mean, he hasn't dissuaded, but uh, he he seems to be a supporter of on-site for the borough. So in mainstreaming with uh, this three AAC 306.30, which is uh, was signed by Lieutenant Governor Meyer on March 12th of 2019, it set out, as we heard from Mr. Emmett, it gave a guideline of how to establish a on-site consumption location um, just to clarify some of what's been brought up, which I had already highlighted, is that this is um, an endorsement that can be sought under a retail license. Um, this endorsement would only be for those retail spaces. It would, it's, it's actually got a very extensive outline of um, how to go about it, including hiring a mechanical engineer to deal with the um, HVAC systems that are required. And again, as Mr. Hatchie pointed out, uh, you have to be in a standalone uh, unit. So uh, I had asked council to previously look at 306, so that way we could have a more thorough conversation. Um, other areas that I know we have talked about is the smoking ban, 
which in Senate Bill 63, it's specifically on page five in section three, and I meant to bring you all a copy. Um, it gives this proviso for the cannabis, for the marijuana industry. And I apologize because I do call it cannabis. Um, so uh, public smoking in Alaska Statute 17.38 um, talks about in 17.38.040, public consumption banned penalty. It is unlawful. It talks about it. It is unlawful to consume marijuana in public, and a person who violates this is guilty of a violation of punishable fine up to $100. So um, you cannot be a tourist in any town right now in the state of Alaska and legally consume cannabis, which um, has been spoken about tonight. Other areas that we have talked about are the testing. Um, I've got some resources here that one of the resources is a um, NCBI, which is national, it's a National Institute of Health subsidiary. And they talk about the detrimental effects of cannabis use on um, that vary in dose-related fashion and are more pronounced with highly automatic driving functions than with more complex tasks. So because of both of that, uh, there is an increased awareness that they are impaired being cannabis smokers, and marijuana smokers tend to compensate effectively while driving by utilizing a behavior, a variety of behavioral strategies. Um, and if anybody would like that reference, I've got it here. Um, I want to touch real quick on blind trials of on-site saliva drug tests. It is currently... Uh, used in Canada, approved by the Royal Canadian Royal Mountain Police. It is a Drager Drug Test 5000. Um, outdoor codes, we can have further conversation, but real quick, touching on field sobriety tests, as found through the National Traffic Sa Safety Board, found that field sobriety tests can come in three different forms. I've gone through one with our lovely Fairbanks Police so many years ago, and it might have been... Uh, uh, Officer Welburn, but um, it talks about 65 to 68 percent accuracy for field sobriety tests. So it's not like we don't have a test. We have a preliminary test, and it's enough cause to take someone to court for a DUI. Uh, without a blood test, from what I understand. And this, this was I meant to ask you that question. Um, other qu quick talking points, um, it was asked about, do we need this? Do, are there any um, retailers that need this to survive? Maybe, maybe not. We're not predictors that way, but we do know that there's an economic aspect. It provides a, sa a safe place for tourists to consume. It could increase the visitor industry, focus tours. It can create a place for renters to consume without risking a ticket. It's an alternative gathering space for adults. It could be based on tax revenue of cannabis last year. We saw a huge amount of taxes. Um, it's constituent request, and there is a void in the cannabis industry. We currently offer a product in which you cannot legally consume, and I do agree there is some irresponsibility there. Uh, we as a city are offering a product, as I said, um, that currently can lead to fines or eviction. We have an ethical duty to listen to constituents and represent them all. And there is insurance available for cannabis establishments. And I think that covered everything we brought up at the work session. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Ms. Koo. Any other discussion, Council? Ms. Otterston. Um, I want to just address a couple of points here because, as people might have noticed, I'm generally 
looking at public health in some ways and public safety. Um, when this came up as a part of this, this ban was part of the three-part ordinance last year, um, I objected to this specifically. Cannabis has been used for quite a long time to help people detox from opiates. It has been used to help people get off methamphetamine. It has been seen as a, in recent years, um, as a way for people just not to take opiates when they're prescribed. They're able to get more relief from cannabis with fewer side effects. Um, quite frankly, I know when I've had dental surgery, the opiates kill me for days. Um, I cannot function on those things. I look at this as we wind up in a situation where certain people who are able to be in homes and own them have access to alternative ways of helping them health-wise that other people do not. Um, when we talk about dosage, people eating cannabis have to wait for at least an hour to 90 minutes before that will kick in, and they understand what that effect will be at that moment. It also varies depending on what's in your stomach and how tired you are because you process food differently. Whereas with smoking, the effect is very rapid, and within a few minutes, you know how high you are and how high you'll be for a while. Um, so I do see, at a very base level, the idea of allowing for limited on-site consumption as this is, to have other effects that are not necessarily economic for the owners, that they provide discrete personal benefits that aren't available. Um, I additionally come at this from a point of view that says if, you know, who are more likely to be renters? Quite frankly, economically, we know that persons of color, we know persons in other communities, whether they be older, who oftentimes are not able to afford to live in houses anymore or need certain assistance, are not able to smoke in assisted living facilities although they are certainly mobile enough to do other things. Um, I see those as being quite important in that we provide the opportunity for people to have the freedom to do what they like, regardless of their economic situation. Um, and just on a very simple level, um, cannabis users are so portrayed as irresponsible stoners constantly at the end of this meeting tonight, I am going to go home and smoke. I am right now in the middle of a 48-hour fast. I will not consume anything more than 100 calories for 48 hours. I do that twice a month. And I can guarantee you during the 48 hours, I will smoke at least twice. I will not be running out for munchies. It does not stop my ability to think. I'll probably enjoy Lord of the Rings or some other movie that I've seen 10 other times and smile and relax and go to sleep. It does not <coughs> dictate what I do. And some of these dire predictions about people getting too stoned on one gram and hopping in their cars and driving, I find to be frankly insulting. I wouldn't say that about my father after he'd had a glass of wine. And he oftentimes had a lot of them. But I just 
when we get right down to it, I want to get to a point where we start to think about the issues and not vilification of a certain group of people. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Otterston. Any other further? Hello. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore located in downtown Fairbanks. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore located downtown Fairbanks provides families, people, and pets with a wide variety of products from Mother Nature. We carry brands like Renew, Green Roads, Creating Better Days, CBD Plus Oil, and Select. Aurora Apothecary, 2nd Avenue, Fairbanks, Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., 456 Hemp. That's 456-4367. Aurora Apothecary, your CBD superstore for pets and people. Have a wonderful day. Comments or debates, Council? Mr. Cleworth. It, a lot of interesting discussions. If you're going to watch a movie, make it the Blues Brothers, though. I have that on Blu-ray, yes. The extended um, edition, I'd like to note. You know, going back to our resolution 4787, a resolution in support of a smoke-free Alaska, for those of us who are here, and the two of you are not, um, it does put us in a very hypocritical situation. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I appreciate uh, Brandon Emmett being here tonight because I could ask him about the original state of Alaska uh, proposition that went before the voters. Um, his take on what public consumption uh, is, is is interesting to me, and I wonder how much confusion there actually is with people who voted on that. What does public consumption mean? I, I assumed it meant total prohibition of it. I, and you do not. So maybe I misread the intent of it. But it's in there two times, and that's what the people voted on. Uh, so now it becomes very unclear to me. Um, I'm being asked to weigh in on uh, a moral issue tonight, some people say, and, and I do not feel comfortable doing that. I think this, this subject is bigger than the seven of us personally. Um, I have no problem putting this before the voters of the city of Fairbanks, and I think that's where it should go. I don't think it should be with the seven of us. Um, if there's going to be a change, it should be the same voting block that, that voted in for legalization of retail sales in the city of Fairbanks, uh, same voting block that made it legal at the state level. What did they intend? Because um, I think there is some confusion on that. But um, I'm being asked tonight to weigh in, and i got to make a decision one way or another, and I'm not comfortable doing that. I would, I would rather see it postponed and a new ordinance come forward and put the thing on the ballot. Because if we, even if we were to vote no on this tonight, I think the industry would go out and get the necessary signatures. Um, it doesn't take that much because, unfortunately, a lot of, not a lot of people vote in the city of Fairbanks anymore like they used to. So you can do an initiative fairly simply. The only people that are put out by that would be our city clerk, who's got to handle the initiative, and, and the city attorney's office for writing it. You can short-circuit the whole initiative process, and we could do that ourselves and, and put it in the laps of the people, which I think is where it belongs. But if you make me decide, and you know tonight if that's what it is, and we do not uh, postpone and come up with a, an ordinance to put it on the ballot, 
then um, I will be deciding in, in favor of the police and the testimony that we've heard from the police. They have to deal with it. They're the part of the city that's going to pick up that part of it, and I, I will back them at this point. But um, I would I would ask the sponsors to to consider and think about maybe postponing it. Uh, I had already toyed with the idea of writing an, an ordinance along those lines, and I think in the ordinance you should have the industry come forward with a pro statement, uh, something nice and short that you can read in the in the voting booth, and uh, whether it's the Alaska Association of Police Chiefs or whatever, whoever comes up with a con statement so that people can make up their minds. Um, I just have a real trouble, you know, making that decision, you know, for everybody right here and right now. I, I think it should go back to the people that, you know, implemented it, that, that weighed in two times on this same subject already. So, that's it. Thank you. Right. Mr. Perez, your hand was up. Yes, thank you, Mayor. Lots of interesting testimony, and I made clear what my standards were. It's interesting, some of the things I've heard. You know, we sell in the city limits between $17 million and $20 million worth of marijuana every year. That's $1.6 million a month. That's between fifty dollars and $55,000 a day. They smoke it somewhere. They smoke it somewhere. I heard about the tourism industry. Yet we have a gentleman next year starting a tourist industry based on marijuana, giving bus rides. And he's going to be taking locations, and they're going to go smoke somewhere. I have no doubt, and I have no fear about it. I have no fear whatsoever. Talk, people have talked about the morality. Talk, people have talked about the health. A couple things for me. Mr. Emmett gave very good testimony tonight. But he also acknowledged that if we do not do this, we will not harm the industry. Now ponder that. We will not harm the industry. I like that. And for me, the final aspect is, do I grant a special privilege to five to eight businesses? Because that's what we're talking about. Just five to eight businesses when you look at it. And I cannot do that. I cannot give them a special privilege. Even though these businesses have done exceptional, they've been great. They've been leaders. They've led a good standard. But I cannot give them a privilege that other businesses on smoking have asked for or want and we cannot give. I cannot differentiate. And then I go back to approximately a year ago. The only time I've ever seen the city attorney speak to us was on the subject for on-site consumption. And basically said, what are you, nuts for not doing this? I remember that. Mm -hmm. Or something similar to that. And he's never done that. So I cannot vote for this. Because I'm giving a special privilege to someone and not to others. You know, the mayor, the borough mayor, he wants to take special privileges away or is looking at the taxation on dis disabled vets. 
Now that's a now that's a privilege I think we should have. But this I cannot go with, I cannot support. Thank you. Any other discussion, Council? Ms. Rogers? Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that last point because that's one of the sticklers for me is uh, remembering back to our discussion um, re regarding the work, the research, the testimony that we took on um, smoke-free workplace and our stand on it and that, that we put a lot of effort into the, to creating that stand and it just... To, to, to make a complete U-turn on that just doesn't sit right. And um, I, I too, as, as with everyone who's been speaking already, um, have been very appreciative of every communication that we had in testimony. People very sincerely have come before us, speaking their minds, their hearts, uh, their philosophies, um, some I agree with, some I don't, but we have had a really, really good discourse of everyone speaking with respect and regard for each other here, and I very much appreciate that. I, I, I cannot say that, that I want to, to vote for this, whether it's tonight or another <coughs> night, because it flies in the face of all of the the very um, um, concerted effort and research that, that we did into supporting smoke-free workplace. It just doesn't, doesn't feel, feel right to make a U-turn on that. It also doesn't feel right to um, listen to um, not only the, the verbal reports that we received from our police uh, department, uh, both Chief Jukes and... Um, and, and the information that we received tonight. But uh, that's um, something that we, we've had a written report on that was from, from, the, from the state also. There are so many uh, points of disagreement also. I, I can foresee that this is not going to be a subject that's going to, to um, just kind of drift off. This isn't something that's probably going to bubble and boil for a while. But I don't, I don't feel comfortable deciding that we should go forward on something that we have so many questions. As I was taking testimony tonight over and over and over and writing down, the person who's speaking was was questioning. Um, I'm questioning the person who's speaking. It, it just doesn't feel right to go so far forward on something that's, as we had the, the, the comment about paving a new road, um, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to pave a new road when we don't have um, all of the answers. We don't have the resources uh, for monitoring this. It just feels um, that I, I, I need to, to say at this point, I have to say, I will be voting no. All right, thank you. Ms. Kuhn had her hand up, and then... Ms. Therian wants to go. I yield the floor to Ms. Therian. Okay, Ms. Therian. Um, I'm really torn by this. Um, I counted the number of people that um, supported the ordinance at 14 and the people that um, testified against it at 11. I think our um, comments and our emails was, was probably 50-50. Um, 
There's no re research on secondhand effects when someone breathes marijuana, but I don't think that it causes the intoxication that some of the people think about. I, I am concerned about the people that need marijuana for medical uses and can't do it in their own homes because of their landlord's constrictions. Um, but I, but I, I, and I missed the work session. I, I would like to see if um, the sponsors would be willing to um, postpone this so we could get more of the information that Ms. Kuhn has talked about that I didn't get to see. I did read the regulations and I've listened to Officer Wellborn and, and I'm really torn. And um, I think that we really need to support what the police department is saying that they don't have the resources to do it. But at the same time, I hear what Ms. Otterstrand says that, that maybe um, a portion of our community really needs on-site consumption. Um, I think no matter what we do, if we vote it up, there's going to be controversy. If we vote it down, it's going to go before the voters. Um, if Jerry makes a motion to continue, I would second it. Great. Well, Ms. Kuhn had her hand up and, and gave the floor to Valerie. Let me check with her first. Ms. Kuhn? Um, I just had a question for Mr. Pruz. Um, in 2016, I, I had found an article. It was talking about the hired calling, and actually, um, Deputy Chief Wellborn, I actually needed to, to get uh, information about the hired calling because uh, there was unclear. But during that time, you were interviewed, Mr. Pruz, and you, at that point, supported it, supported on-site. So I'm just kind of... If, if you don't mind sharing with me, what has changed from certainly, three certainly. years ago? It's now illegal to throughout the state. On-site consumption, on-site smoking marijuana, in public, uh, marijuana or smoking in public places. And then going through last year and listen to everyone, that's what's changed. Now, I'd like to address the the higher calling was not shut down due to any government action. The higher calling was shut down due to his landlord and him not seeing eye to eye on a few things. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. When I first saw what they were doing, I go, God, that's a great idea. So I get a call from Mayor Eberhardt. And me and Mayor Eberhardt are in his office, and we're reading the paper. It's like the day after Thanksgiving. And we're going, that's a pretty smart business. And in walks the city attorney, uh, JB. Our city attorney was gone. And he goes, Mr. Pruse, it violates your uh, public places ordinance. It violates the zoning ordinance, and it violates the state. I go, oh, goodness. There we go. So anyway. So can I follow up? Yes, Ms. Kuhn, go ahead. So just to re-clarify, the reason I brought this forward to the council, last year when I first came before the council, there was no code in place. Um, and to talk on ballot to regulate marijuana like alcohol. I think us voters, because I was merely a voter at that point, 
um, us voters knew that we were voting to regulate marijuana like alcohol. So I do, I don't speak for the 70% that voted. I just want to clarify that we knew we were voting to regulate marijuana like alcohol. And I hate to be like a broken record. So when the state created this proviso in Senate Bill 63 to allow for cannabis for marijuana spaces, separate locations. And then when the state board came forward with the code 306, that's very recently signed by Lieutenant Governor Meyer. That opened up that portion that you were concerned about. It is now legal in the state of Alaska to consume cannabis in an established setting as in accordance with Alaska Code 306. That is why, and I just want to clarify that. So the state set it up. They had public safety in mind. They had public health in mind. So, And I just want to bring this in my concern, and it's not a concern, but it is a concern, is I felt that we as an elected body need to have this conversation. Absolutely, we can continue this conversation. But I want to also remind you that when the voters speak, it's out of our hands. And that could also maybe not be in the best interest of the city, but it's up to you. I can go, I can go hands off also, but just to bring it back to the reason this is introduced is because the state has cleared on-site consumption and Senate Bill 63 has a proviso for it. But we can have a work session. My concern is if we delay too long, we we actually prevent an industry from getting on. There's also the flip of it is if we pass it, there's a whole community out there that can organize and vote it down. Thank you. Mr. Cleworth, you had your hand up. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Mayor. You know, when we had the long dissertation on 1693, um, when it was passed originally before the veto, we knew that there would be uh, a ballot proposition coming. And that that was coming because I, I I knew and had talked to at least three people who called up for just information on how to do it. Uh, I haven't seen that happen before uh, before the Interior Taxpayer Association back in the eighties. Um, this one I think will go to the ballot eventually anyway. I mean we could vote one way or another tonight, but if we vote on the negative, I have a hunch that the industry would probably get the, the signatures and the petitions and go to the ballot. Why don't we just short-circuit that thing? You know, whether you, you, you agree with this thing or do not agree with it, um, back, you know, the police position on this and, and others with the, the, the smoking considerations uh, and on and on, that's your decision to make. Um, but I, I just say let's short-circuit it and just um, postpone it for one meeting and, and get an ordinance written to put it on the ballot and like I say, with one position that's in favor, with a statement in favor, a statement that's in opposition, that's been done before. Nothing new there. And you put the issue to bed. And we don't revisit this or a council in the future revisit this in, in coming down the road. There is confusion. I mean, I, I, I go back to the original ballot measure two in 2014. It said no on-site consumption, no public consumption. Um, I think that needs to be clarified. I, I noticed even... Um, in the long uh, statement by Karen Perdue, it's against on-site consumption. She says, finally, I voted for an initiative 
with the understanding that marijuana consumption was to be in a private setting. So she voted for, apparently, ballot uh, measure number two that was in opposition to on-site consumption. I've heard that from other people. I don't know if they're in the majority or minority. Um, that's not for me to decide. But The only reason, uh, Councilmember Therian, that I would postpone it is to have the chance to write up that ballot proposition. But if there's no, if, if the council thinks that's a bad idea, they don't want to go to the ballot, then, you know, you vote it up, you vote it down the night, and we're done with it, I guess. And you leave it in the hands of the public at that point. But um, doing initiatives is a lot of work, uh, a lot of work on the city and, and for others. And I, I, when you see something that's inevitably going to go that way, I think you should just <coughs> take the bull by the horns and go there. So I, I, for the discussion on that, I'm going to make a, a motion that we postpone to the next meeting in order to look at to drafting an, an ordinance for, uh, to go to the ballot. I'll second that. Okay, it's been moved and seconded. Any discussion on that? Or we can just take the vote to see where we land to see a full vote tonight. Any discussion? All right, let's give that a whirl. Um, clerk? On the motion to postpone to the second regular meeting in April, Mr. Cleaver? Yes. Mr. Pruse? Yes. Ms. Rogers? Yes. Ms. Kuhn? No. Ms. Otterston? No. Ms. Therian? Yes. Okay, it's been voted up yes to postpone, and then, so who's going to look at doing this, uh, Mr. Perez? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, so Mr. Perez, you look at uh, putting together something and maybe a proposition or yeah. get with the city attorney and get with uh, the clerk if need be, and we'll take a look at it in two weeks. And I want to get together with... Uh, I've already uh, talked to him. Yeah. I've already talked to him. Yeah, I want to get together with you on this. He does. Thank you. You guys are going to bring an initiative. Yeah. One way or the other. <laughs> yeah, you guys ought to do this. I want to thank members of the public who did speak tonight, um, and Sam said it best for me. Everyone was respectful, and I appreciate that. We should speak respectfully to each other when we're discussing these, these items. So uh, thank you so much for that. So let's let the folks uh, clear out so we could have some silence here. You are free to do as we tell you. You are free to do as we tell you. Hey, hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan Cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R. Follow more tokers.com. Here's token.